We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings, the second annual fantasy golf draft. We have seven, well, I guess six of the top experts, plus myself, all lined up to do this. What I want you to do is smash the like button of the video in the comment section, please. Tell me if you had the first overall pick in this draft, who you would take. This is part one. This will be a two-part series, so check out part two tomorrow when that ends up dropping. Also, I need to let you know right now, Active as we speak, the Fantasy Golf Championship, the race for the Mayo Cup, is open. So go to fantasygolfchampionship.com. It's $100 to play. It's a five max entry. And get this, $300,000 of guaranteed money in the prize pool. Flat payout. Again, go to fantasygolfchampionship.com. We'll have some giveaways for entries at some point in time, but you might want to get your spot right now before it fills because it's going to fill very quickly. Uh, It's a one-and-done pool, basically. It's going to start at the Sony Open and go all the way through the BMW Championship. Big end for first place. And basically everything from, like, first down to 15th pays a pretty penny. So flat payouts is, you know, is the theme of any Pat Mayo Experience backed pod or tournament. So $100 to play, fantasygolfchampionship.com, powered by fantasynational.com. If you don't have a fantasy ma- fantasynational.com membership yet, shame on you, but you can rectify that by going to fantasynational.com slash mayo, get yourself the discount, make the best picks, join the pool, and we'll be good to go. Jeff Feinberg is in studio with me. What is happening? Nothing. Excited. Golf season. It's weird. Like, it just feels like it ended. It did. Even though there's always a swing season. 
that, you know, we stopped doing our show and, you know, they're events, but they don't feel important. This year we pretty much had two majors in the swing season, so I don't feel like we decompressed anything. Like, we're just right into it again. I sent you the early link to sign up for the Fantasy Golf Championship. Did you sign up? I have No, of course you didn't. <laughs> Why even send this stuff to you? I Even Cuss signed up for it. Okay, fair he enough. doesn't know how to use his credit card online. He had to get someone else to do it for him, and he mailed them the money. <laughs> Cuss not involved with this, but we have a real, a real crew here. So let's go through the draft order. Selecting first in the draft order, last year's champion winner of this event got to donate all the money to his charity, which I believe was Rain from AwesomeO.com. Ben Raza, congratulations on your win in the first annual golf draft. Yeah, thank you. I'm a little nervous because last year I went in completely blind. I didn't know the rules. And now I feel like I've done some research and I'm destined uh, for the basement. But we're going to try to keep it going here. The second selection of the golf draft is going to go to yours truly, Pat Mayo. I picked third last year, second last year. I didn't do well. Uh, Henrik Stenson not playing kind of screwed me over and not being good also screwed me over. But the third pick, he picked first last year and came dead last, Jeff Ulrich. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just going to try and I mean, look, I got nowhere to go but up, actually. I mean, I did beat the computer last year, which was a big, uh, big thrill. But, you know, just uh, just looking to stay away from Ricky Fowler in the second round. So so the with the fourth pick in the draft, we've gotten rid of the computer this year. So no randomized pick. So that team is going to be a little bit better, although this guy might end up drafting Zing Zhu Zhang in the first round, just like the computer straight from a 70s high school movie with his fresh leather jacket. It's Matthew Wiley, host this, of Golf This Randy. isn't leather. This isn't leather. I don't, you think I'd wear leather? I'm seeing you in a really tiny box. First of all, first of all, point of order. None of us can see you or Jeff, which is absolute bullshit, because we have to see how you react to our picks and vice versa. So I'm just at the point of order to start with, Pat. Plus, being fourth in this draft, there's three great players, and then drop off. So I appreciate being fourth. Well, we just wanted to make sure that Alex Noren was available for you at the fourth pick. <clears throat> Way to ruin my bit. And also that if you had, if you had the ability to see us right now, we would have no video yeah. of you. You'd have to be a fun phoner board. Okay. So pick your poison on this one. Picking I fifth. thought you saying you weren't wearing pants or something. Like I, Jeff. I'm not ever wearing pants. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it, it's, it's spicy with these lights in this studio. Jeff can attest that. He's already sweating. Always. Pick, picking fifth from FTNDaily.com. Also joining the golf draft for the first time this year. Skylar Hoke, my man, what is happening? No LPGA picks. Sorry. Yeah. No, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a few weeks without PGA. You know, dove deep into LPGA, but excited for this. A little worried my bias for the Euro guys. Corn Ferry might not get the starts needed, but... We'll see. Picking next to Wiley should be fun. All right. Yes. Jeff, you got the sixth pick. So that's six, two years in a row. Yeah. And you were, like I said, before we came on, that you were complaining that we didn't count the Masters, which you then said you would have won, but we also didn't include the U.S. Open, which if we had counted, you wouldn't have won. So yeah. It all worked out. Typically, like most things we do here, my perception isn't reality. And facts, I, I forgot that we also didn't include the U.S. Open last year. Rick Wan went to a great cause. Like Wiley, ben oh Ben Watt, sorry. <laughs> okay. um, like Wiley, I feel like uh, he feels like he's missing out on the top three, picking four. I feel like there's a significant gap from five to six, 
and then I'm forced to make a decision. Um, but we'll see, I guess, in a few minutes. Well, the seventh pick, the final, the wraparound pick of this draft was going to go to me buying a box of prisms and opening them on the show, but I don't think those exist. So instead, it goes to Rick Gaiman from rickrungood.com. My man. What's going on, boys? Back again. Uh, yeah, I had a very specific strategy last year. It was quantity over quality. Get as many starts yeah. as I could. Paid off for a long while until uh, DJ figured it out, Bryson figured it out, and, and buried me a bit. He was running crazy. Well, he had like Rondo he had, and yeah. Munoz. And he had all the guys that won early and that got themselves into the WGC and big events. Yeah, he, he had a plan last year. Uh, if you want to have some golf content throughout the year, everyone on this show provides golf content. So go follow them all on Twitter. I'll put the description and the handles in the description of this show video and podcast subscribe to mayo media network and if you are listening to this on the audio podcast for the pat mayo experience rate and review five stars all these fine gentlemen also have podcasts and it doesn't take a whole lot of time to scroll down on your iphone and hit the five star button so please go do that for everyone show sub to it too and get those downloads in that is the currency that we all deal in here so we are all playing for charity we can disclose that at a different time ben you are the winner you get the first pick so more uh more money for your charity, I suppose, because you're probably going to win again, right? Well, that'll be that's the plan, uh, and I'm going to stick to the same formula, even though he was the fifth pick last year for me. I'm going to start with John Rahm. Uh, super consistent, super good. think he's going to have a huge year. Normally, this would be t- me taking Rory and then just losing, but I'm going to actually stick to the plan and start it with John Rahm. It's an interesting start, just to even look at his stats. This is all powered by FantasyNational.com. This is from the 2020 season overall. Rom's just, Ben's right, he's super consistent. Can he take that leap? He's number two in the world right now. I have two years in a row when we do a preview show, I predict him to be player in the world. So I think I might have done exactly um, what Ben just did if I actually had that pick. A new equipment, yeah. though, I guess that's one thing, but who cares? U.S. Open yeah. at Torrey Pines. It's all about to happen. That, well, I mean, we're going to do our majors preview <laughs> show at some point. I'll throw this out to the gallery here. Wiley, we'll start with you on this one. What's up? What's up? Torrey Pines, U.S. Open. I think more people are going to yep. skip the farmers this year. Because it, do you think that has any sort of like... Remember it was at Pebble Beach? It was like, oh, a lot of guys are skipping Pebble Beach because they don't want to see what it looks like instead of seeing it like at the U.S. Open because it might like fuck with them a little bit? I, I don't know about that. Uh, I think... Well, when's when's the farmers in relation Feb- to the uh, end of February? Jan- Jan- end of January, beginning of February. I think they play. That's a that's a great tournament. Yeah. Um, the farmers is a big one. Tory Pines is great. I think they play it. I think they that's play my opinion. too. I, I uh, unless they're going overseas because that's that, it. Normally you, goes I, coincides I with one of the big. Um, Abu Dhabi's or Dubai's or Yeah, it's something. like the Middle East swing. I saw Justin Thomas is going over. I think it was Justin Thomas. There's a few. Sky, you're plugged into the yeah. European tour. Well, we know why they go to Abu Dhabi. Let's just be real about that. <laughs> Who doesn't like money? But, but yeah, no, JT, JT and Rory both already committed to that, which I think is the week before Tory is when they're there. So I think they could still come over if they needed to, but normally it's a little bit of a, a Middle East swing. So it'll be interesting. I lean that Patrick, they might didn't Patrick Reed do that last year and just flew about 25 hours? He does it a handful of times, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when you have a lifetime European Tour membership, you got to go over and get go go get your starts over there. You can't be like Morikawa playing for the race to Dubai uh, and making your first ever European start with a chance to win. But this is my pick, number two. 
I believe I had the second or third pick last year. I'm going to pick exactly the same guy because he was essentially my only good player last year. I think if we're talking about consistency, especially as it pertains to guys showing up to tournaments that are kind of off the beaten path that they can just go win, who's better than Justin Thomas than doing that? The guy's good every single year, and he'll show up to like a, you know, he'll play the Honda Classic. He'll play whatever. It's almost like Spieth when he like used it's, to show up at the Travelers kind of thing. It's not even fair that he showed up with his dad to that father-son thing. The number three player in the world's got to take on, like, Lee Trevino and Marco Mira. And Tiger's son. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, I hope they... It's nice they won. They should never be allowed back until I he's, agree. like, an Sand older bagging. player. It's not fair. It's not fair. Nope. <laughs> he's too good for something like that. But But you do make a good point. He's not married. He doesn't have kids. He has no life. I think he shows up to a lot of these tournaments, and, and you'll have to bet him at 7-1 to one a lot. Yeah, uh, Rick, you did all the scoring for this last year. Like, you have the results in front of you. Was JT the highest scorer last year? Yeah, he was the only guy over 5 million. So he cashed for 5.1. Uh, DJ came in at 4.8. Morikawa, 4.8. Uh, Rom, 4.2. But yeah, JT, with uh, not only his ability to close, he, he wins golf tournaments, uh, but he will play a couple of events where he'll, where he'll be the only guy. And, Rom's and having a baby. And even, even if it's like you know he has his, his B game or his C game, he finds a way to finish in the top 10. With pick number three? Overall, the number one player in the world is sitting there for DJ, Jazzy, Jeff, Ulrich. Will you take him, though, or will you pick Ricky Fowler? <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. Um, I, I have JT or Bryson here, and uh, I, you know, I, I didn't think that I wasn't sure I'd get be able to get one of those guys. So uh, if, if you hadn't taken JT, I actually would have had a real decision. I'm going to go Bryson. Um, for a lot of the similar reasons you went with, with JT, I think, uh, Bryson shows up at a lot of those crappy events, you know, like the Shriners and he just is in Detroit and he'll just get those cheap wins for you. And then obviously we saw what his upside is in the majors at this point. So yeah, it's probably stupid that, you know, we're three picks in and Dustin Johnson is still on the board. And I, you know, Matt, I haven't, I'd, I'd like to know who the top three Matt was talking about before. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if he's like, you know, just chomping at the bit over there to grab DJ because I have a feeling he was probably in his top three, but I'm going to take Bryson. It's probably stupid. I should have taken him uh, with the second pick last year, but I, I leaned Ricky. So I'm going to take Bryson. Wild. He does what he needs to do to win. He'll put on like another 30 pounds for me if he doesn't have a win by <laughs> April. And, so. so Wiley, does this work uh, much better for your strategy now? Well, it depends if I, if I draft like the Bengals, right? And take, <laughs> and take a third day linebacker over the second overall pick. So I could do that. I could surprise you. Do you want me to pick now? It's your pick. All right. <laughs> With the fourth overall pick in Pat Mayo's rigged draft, I select, that's Wiley 77 selects, Ben on. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, I can't believe I got him at four. It's the greatest day ever. Yes, DJ, the absolute man on tour. He is not going to quit. Full swagger. Uh, he is. He's going to continue to stomp on lives in 2021. 20, uh, win a couple majors. I get him at four. I'm very excited. Do you think that winning the second major, like the dam is now completely broken, that he can finally start reeling these things off? I think he's going to win Augusta back-to-back. -back. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. 
did you actually think I was going to draft Ben on? Because none of you react. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's just like being polite. <laughs> I was kind of waiting for someone to do that, like pull okay. up. Like I'm going to take. So I was ready for it. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Phil Hatchie was probably excited, but <laughs> ben, no, I take DJ. Uh, ben, when it comes to DJ. Did anyone have a, like, he caps it off with this amazing run, ends up winning the Masters. Remember when he had, like, three rounds in a row in the 80s? Off a win. Off a win? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. He withdrew. Uh, everyone, it's amazing how fast it can flip. So, DJ of four, it's hard to not like that start for Wiley. But Thank you. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to close this round because there's a couple big names left, but I don't know exactly. To me, this is where it starts to drop off pretty severely. Well, Sky, you got the shithole pick, number five, apparently after the big four ended up going. So who's your pick at number five? Yeah, I, I definitely am debating between two here, and I'm, I'm a little worried on the winning upside with – not worried on the winning upside. He didn't come through this past year with it, but I think his talent deserves to be the fifth pick. Um, and that, to me, of course, is uh, Roy McElroy. You know, no wins in 2020, but – you know, when he comes over here, that upside is, is better than anybody, you know, up there that was a top four pick. So I think Rory talent wise deserves to go right here at five. I'll ask you this, Jeff. What do we make of Rory right now? Was this a good year for him? Because he now kind of skates into 2021 completely under the radar. Like even going into Augusta during the fall, like there was not really a whole lot of chatter of Rory's going to complete the grains. Like that was kind of off the board. It was all about Bryson, all about Tiger repeating. He still finished what? Top five. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I can't call it a good year. He did not win in the 2020 calendar year. Rory McIlroy did not win after his great year, the year before, even though he had yet to break through on the major front, he seemed to have quieted a lot of the noise that was building on why isn't Rory winning more? Um, when's it finally going to happen again for Rory? How come this has taken so much longer? That noise quieted going into 2020, but I feel what happened in 2020 only ratchets it up again. Uh, that being said, if I had Sky's pick, I'm, I know who he was probably debating between. I'm going to make that selection. I would have taken Rory. There's enough there for me to have want, to want um, Rory. So who are you taking? I, I think the bar. I think the bar is so high for Rory that 18 top tens since 2019 <laughs> seems like a failure for him. Uh, I think there's some some pre baby, uh, you know, mindset that he had this year. I think post baby daddy swagger, much like DJ. I think I think he's gonna have a big year. To me, he's fifth at the Masters. I mean, hmm. it's Rory. Ben, no one's a bigger Rory backer than you. Like, you, you must have lost a ton of money because Rory, like, didn't have a great year. Yeah. Yeah, lucky I won this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All hell broke loose. But I, I think Wiley's right on. It, obviously, when you're that good, it's about wins. Nobody really cares right. that Rory's consistent. Um, but I don't know. There's such high variance. If he closes two tournaments randomly, it's not that bad a year. Yeah. Obviously, he needs to start adding some more majors, but I think it's a little overblown. I'm not, I didn't take him first, so that just shows that I'm at least a little concerned because normally that would have been a slam dunk for me. Mr. Feinberg, you're on the clock, the sixth overall pick, and then we got Rick waiting on deck back-to-back -back here. You have to go look into your phone? You don't know who you're going to pick? No, I know who I'm going to pick, but it's kind of like, is there any way Rick wouldn't pick him? Oh, you're, you're trying I to get, get the, the game No, it's just something, in, but it's probably impossible. Um, I do really like Rory. I've seen him do a lot of the talking. Yeah, you can't pick him, though. 
Unless no, you think I understand. I think he's going to be fine. <laughs> I think he's going to check mark at least two wins. One of them's probably a WGC. So I the pick is fine. Um, I'm going to finally take a guy who's going to make a huge leap from last year's draft board because everyone here went pretty high. Colin Morikawa, um, taking him, I believe, much like you said with JT, Pat, going to get a lot of starts. going to get a lot of starts. We're going to play a lot of golf. Um, so there it is. I'm sure Rick could be smiling or thinking he hoped he was going to get him, but I don't know. That's who I'm taking. Yeah, I think just Rick, uh, were you going to take Morikawa? I assume you were with one of your two picks. First in ball striking, third tee to green in 2020. It feels like he may have overachieved a little bit, though. Yes, whatever. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the putter's the thing, right? Uh, and that's what's what's going to be taking him to victory, which is which is kind of what you want here. You want a, a win or two. Uh, yeah, I definitely would have taken him. I've, I've got it narrowed down to a couple of guys left, but uh, Morikawa certainly would have been one that would not have made it back to to Jeff in the in the second round. So you're I back. love that pick. Your pick back to back, sir. All right, I'm gonna go with um, these are actually two guys I had on my team last year. So I'm just gonna run this right Lonto back. Lonto and Munoz. Uh, back you got it nailed it uh no they'll be on my team eventually but not here not here in, in the first and the second rounds i'm gonna go with uh webb simpson who um you know we've we've talked for so long that there's like four or five really good web courses a year and those still exist but i think he's kind of uh, shedding that a little bit uh winning places or at least contending in places that he shouldn't i mean what he finished at the masters top 10 there on a wet soggy november augusta national that shouldn't have really played into webb's hands um i think him and paul Tastoria are the best team out there and, and he plays a lot of events and then i'm going to back that up with xander shoffley um good year last year and still trying to win right i mean he wins the the shadow leaderboard at the tour championship the net version of that event uh still trying to pile on victories onto his resume i feel like he's a guy that has a pretty high floor but could also be a pretty high ceiling guy we are eight picks through this draft you've ruined Feinberg's life here he's no, got his head no, in his I just, hands there's just a decision now or now you're dealing with like an acid I'm not sure but no. each of the eight players in the world rankings are off the board through eight picks which I'm kind of surprised about because we know that the year is not going to end one through eight the exact same as it did this year so do we start taking chances on guys that are going to make a leap and you think they're gonna be top five guys next year Jeff it's all on you Make your pick. I am debating pretty much. You're going with number nine. Strictly three players only. I have now cut this um, decision. Take your guy. Down to? Take your guy. Got to take him. No, he's not I in know this. Who it is. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I like a few players. I now am making it between two players, and one of them wins a lot. Well, and you can plays say who the lot. players are. You're, the other guy's not falling back to you. Okay, I guess. And it's not like I'm going to say a name who the guys behind me don't know about. So at this point, the three men were uh, Cantley, Reed, and Brooks. That is who I was um, deciding about. You could probably argue it in any way. Had Brooks last year. Obviously, I ugh, that was annoying. Um, we, weird, but he's going to play a lot and he's going to win. So just give me Patrick freaking Reed. That's what I was thinking. I, I was I going to play a lot and he's going to get me a win. I, I was hoping that there would be enough like negative energy coming through against Reed that somehow he got past you. You would take Cantlay, and then Sky Wiley and Jeff were all like, oh, "Patrick Reed, I don't want to take him." And then I would get him, <laughs> and that would be fantastic. That's what I was hoping for. But never see. That's not going to end. Was up that an imitation of me? Is that it, how it, I sound? It was. I mean, of course. That's how Pat thinks everyone sounds. Okay. You, you, let, you, let me make a mental note of that. You, you yeah, heard yeah, you yeah. heard it immediately, and you were like, "Oh, obviously that's me." So, pretty spot on impression. I'm, I'm going to take Dublin. Okay. Well, Sky, it's your pick after Patrick Reed is off the board. 
Yeah, I thought, Jeff, you debated there. I thought it was a surefire Patrick Reed for you there. So I'm glad you went with your heart. Um, you did mention Brooks, and that is somebody that I'm, of course, you know, like to lead the campaign on. But I still think the risk here um, for me is not worth it. And I'm going to stay young like you did with your first pick. I'm going to go Victor Hovland here um, and, and get another young ball striker on my team. I, I, I want to make a comment because there's a, you on paper, you could have had Rory and Brooks, which could have potentially been like insanely lethal. But it's you, true. It's probably with the brand, but I, I actually didn't think anyone would debate him up here until you Jeff, brought you his made name the up. Pick. Knowing... The pick is in. The pick yeah. is in Jeff. No, we're not debating the pick. The pick is in. I'm just saying that's what I um, was expecting. Well, Raza always talks about like skill set correlation. You, you're kind of drafting that way for your team. You have Rory, and then you have new version of Rory yeah. and Vic. I love Vic, so I'm. Yeah. All right, Wiley, you're I, right. I'm happy with it. <laughs> Two Europeans. Yeho, team Yeho. Well, he's, he's the Euro <laughs> guy. He's now on team Yeho. Um, Matt, it is your pick, sir. Oh, this one's easy. I thought I thought that Skyler was gonna go Brooks. And I got excited when he didn't. So I can't believe I get DJ and Brooks yeah. with my first two picks. That was Jeff's team but last I just, year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like right. it. What DJ we, Brooks. What, what do you make of Brooks's? Obviously, you're taking him, so obviously you're a believer. But like, what's a yeah? At this point, what's considered a good year for him? Well, I think I think that the last half of the year was kind of um, a little embarrassing for him. Uh, I think the U.S. Open was a debacle. I think that I think that he came back swinging pretty hard at the Masters. Um and I think he's going to have a good 2021. He's got I mean he's going to likely win a major. So I'll take that volume cash out of it. Um and if you want winners, I don't think I don't think you can uh, challenge Brooks in terms of what he can do. Uh but Rick, uh, he's, Rick Brooks can't win not majors. I heard that once. I've heard that too. You know, at this point, I think it's more about the body, right? It's about the knee. Some of the comments he's made in the last year are a bit scary, right? I mean, he's, he's said things like it hurts when he walks downhill. He said things like, um, you know, every day I wake up, I don't know what it's going to be like. I think the latest thing that we heard from him was he's working on a, working off a cortisone shot. And if that doesn't work, then surgery is in the mix. Those are his words. So like when you put that yeah. all, all together, it's pretty scary stuff. Um, but then you look at what he can do, right? He flies up the leaderboard in Houston and he, and he plays well um, at Augusta. I mean, obviously the ceiling is there i just think he's a he's a very volatile guy which i think if you're pairing with dj in, in wiley's case you had a couple of big boppers with really really high ceilings on this team yeah, it's a scary team man i'm not gonna lie to you yeah you just sometimes you play this board and you just let the talent you just i'm taking the you most take talented the best player, player available here and hope he's right. healthy and you know when he doesn't win a major he'll win a wgc if he plays the full year like that's just how that's he right is. So with the next pick, Ulrich is trying to he pick Bryson in the first round. Does that mean, I mean, you said you're trying to abstain from Ricky on this front, but I do see that Louie and Cam Smith are still available. <laughs> well, I mean, I look, I can't let Louie fall any further, right? So, no, I'm just kidding. Look, uh, look, I was, I was getting pretty excited there because uh, I thought Brooks was going to fall to me. You, you pretty much had to take Brooks there. I don't know what Wiley did or how he tipped you to get DJ and Brooks in the first two, but... The decision for me is is two players. Um, it's going to be Cantlay or Wolf. I'm going to take Wolf. I think the upside's better. Uh, I think he wins a major soon. I, personally, and look, I like Morikawa and Hovland. I, I and 
Hovland probably may be the more consistent player, but I'm, I'm surprised that those two guys went as high as they did. I think, uh, I think Wolf is still the, the higher end guy of all those three. So I'm pretty happy to take him here. Uh, it's, it's definitely close though, between, you know, the other player I mentioned. So I'm gonna take Matt Wolf. And, and Ben, this is a correlation play because everywhere Bryson plays well, Wolf plays well. Yeah, you've got uh, a <laughs> whatever that somewhere. What is that? The 3M or the what's the fake one? They always dominate. Yeah, the 3M, there. the Minnesota. Yeah, They're both almost you get won. all your money there for the Wolf year. Too. So that's back to me on this one. It feels like there's a real legitimate drop off now. I could take Cantlay. I don't love Cantlay. I just don't like play a lot. I just don't like rooting for him. And I, I think that's what it comes down to. It's like, do I want a guy who plays a lot? Like Cantley obviously has huge upside. He can win a major this year. Or do I just take a guy who plays all the time and is going to play every like crappy event going? So I'm going to do that. I took him, I think, in the fourth round last year. Now he's a second round pick. He won us a bunch of money this year, too. Sung JM, oh, my pick. Wow. He finally started turning it around towards the end of the year, which I'm pretty happy about that maybe he's not a fucking disaster um, you know, for one third of the season this time. I was going to say, as this as this second round closed, I was probably going to be have the person with the most starts out of their first two picks, but there's not a chance <laughs> I'm going to be able to compete with the JTM start numbers that you're probably going to pop up. Yeah, well, I learned my lesson last year by taking either some Euro guys or some old guys uh, who could get injured or just don't feel like playing anymore, or have to go shoot MasterCard commercials that... You know, I, I want to get my 25 starts out of my guys and just, you know, pile. If, then if, I, if they start winning like 200, they come in fifth yeah. or they come in and you seventh. Just, you they, get one or two big up. events and you're right there. And yeah. take the guys that are going to be in the WGCs and the majors. I think that goes a long way, too. So, Ben, it is your back-to-back picks of the turn to add on to John Rom. So, uh, I'm going to stick to my formula from last year. I'm going to take Cantlay. He was my second. This is my exact team from last year so far. He doesn't play a lot, but when he does play... He's quite good. I don't really like him, but you I know, almost picked about, him. I'm, try, I'm trying to win the thing. So I'll go Cantley. This is this one's a little tricky for me because I'm a sucker for Decky. <laughs> but I'm gonna go Tony Finau. I know the knock is that he can't win, but A, I don't believe that's a real thing. And B, he can still rack up a ton of money, obviously. Knows what he's doing, very consistent. So I like to start for me. Rom, Cantley, Cantley, and Tony Finau. Love that team. Sky, what do you make of that team? Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us really root for Cantley, but he's consistent <laughs> as it gets. If you can get the number of, of starts that rack up. Um, and again, same with Tony in that in that type of play where I mean Tony shows up often, he competes often, racks up the top tens, but this this is going to be like taken over by victories. So he's going to have to get probably, you know, his first one since Puerto Rico. And now that the curse is broken by my my man Vic. You know, we might just see the floodgates open this year. Wiley, you feel like you're a Patrick Cantley stand to me. You you enjoy his off the off the course <laughs> antics when they have him live mic'd. <laughs> I think I did it ironically, right? Uh, I don't. I mean, it, here's two players I am I'm possible time picking. Well, three, one winners. <laughs> uh, insert laugh. Number two, Cantley. <laughs> Number two, can't I, I just, and Xander, I just don't, I don't know. I, I just, they're not exciting to me. I just can't take them. But I think they're good. I mean, I think it's a, the best, I think Ben did the best picking. I was about to say, how did, how could he pick two people? Then I realized it was a snake draft. So. Perks of being the champ. Yeah, he just gets yeah. double picks wherever. And, and he gets yeah, like, I, get yeah, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> 
All right, my pick in the third round. My I got Justin Thomas and Sungjae Im so far. Do I want to mix it up a little bit here? I'm looking at like two euros that I could feasibly pick. I just don't know how much they're going to play over here. Whether they peaked last season, do I buy high? One of them didn't get drafted last year. Hatton didn't get drafted last year. Yeah. I didn't realize he was going to play so much. He ended up just playing like every start. He had a wrist injury this time last year, too, that I think scared a lot of, uh, well, he didn't get drafted. That's true. I ended up taking like Brant Snedeker instead of taking Tyrrell Hatton. So that was not a uh, savvy decision on my part. But who's going to make the leap? Now we're in the, the territory where I can outsmart myself and just take bad players instead of taking good players. I was actually going to take Finau just to make you mad and know how far he was going to drop. Hmm. I'm kind of drawn to Decky. He hasn't won in, what, three and a half years now? Yeah. So Decky. 17 Bridgestone, right? Yeah. Yep. And it was a WGC, at least. Maybe he'll end up winning in Phoenix this year. Gra- grab the crown away from Webb Simpson, and maybe Finau can't win. I'm really kind of drawn to Daniel Berger, though. Just how well he played post-COVID. I don't know if he can keep it going. Like, is he really the 13th best player in the world? can't really wrap my mind around that what do you think jeff should i take burger take whoever you want you want burger to follow to you is that what you're saying <laughs> burger's not getting to me he's probably the he's pretty good i wouldn't see burger so i have you could take whoever you want i'm just kind of still too far away to okay then let me ask you do you believe i'm trying to run my picks back. i like burger a lot i think he's gonna be pretty consistent i would argue now sort of recapping burger's career as a whole the downturn off an injury seems to be the blip like the exception to me, the norm is the guy that will contend for us team golf rosters. That's the Daniel Berger. I expect. So you like him more than Matthew Fitzpatrick is what you're saying. I like Fitzpatrick a lot. Fitzpatrick last year was going to be dedicated to a North American schedule and it all kind of got um, blown up with COVID. So if he keeps that plan sort of like a Webb Simpson, there's going to be events. This guy's like guaranteed like setups. Yeah. Rick, Rick, I'll run it by you since you picked towards the end of the round. What, what are your feelings on Burger this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's this uh, idea that Burger post that's my dog who loves Daniel Burger, by the way, um, <laughs> who, you, you know, that he that he that he kicked it off after the shutdown. I mean, he, you have to remember, he had three top tens in the three events before the shutdown. I mean, he played well for the entire calendar year of 2020. I think Jeff's right. You're the, the injury in theory should be behind him. He was as highly touted as the Justin Thomases and the Jordan Spees out of the same class. And now we're starting to kind of see a lot of that come to fruition. I'm a big burger fan. He's one of these guys that gain strokes in all four major categories. He's going to be consistent. His floor is very, very high. If he wins once, I think you're in business. All right. I'm sold. I will take Jewish legend Daniel Berger as my third pick to go with JT and M. Jeffrey, you are up. Bryson DeChambeau, Matthew Wolf team bombs away. Uh, it feels like you might need to take, I don't know here, let's see, uh, the number, where is he, 25 player in the world, Jason Kokrak? The suspense is killing me. Jeff, who are you taking, Jeff? Oh, is it me, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He forfeits. <laughs> he forfeits. It goes to me. Oh, God damn it. See, I knew this was going to Time. Okay, it's snake draft. I got it. Okay, give me a second. Yeah. All right. Okay, Fino's like off. the NFL draft. You lose your I pick. I thought I had like 10 minutes picking. here. Okay. Oh, God. This is so embarrassing. Um, all right. Uh, I, I, thought we, I thought we lost his audio. Burger? 
What's that? I took burger. Burger's gone. All right. I'm sitting here just like looking at the world golf rankings, thinking I had 10 minutes. Okay. Um, Scotty Scheffler. Oh, I was. Wow. Yeah, I like that. You, so you're you're thinking the leap is coming for him. He's going to finally win. Um, look, uh, last year I took all the shitty Europe guys and old guys, and they absolutely bombed. So this year I'm taking all the young guys. Absolutely. So no, so Wolf Scheffler. I'm actually so there's a there's a guy lingering out there that I'm kind of shocked that hasn't fallen on this group. Maybe Wiley pounces here and ends up taking him with his third overall pick to go with DJ uh. and to go with Brooks. I'm very curious where you go because now it's it's you don't really need to go off of like hey you know where I'm going you know exactly where I'm going. Let's hear it. Hideki bot. I get DJ Brooks and Hideki. I, I had this team last three year. rounds. Does that mean Paul Casey is going to be available to you in the next round? I had that. that was He's a- available. <laughs> yes, that was my next one, Pat. This is quite the yeah, team. That's... I mean, we just talked about Deck. He hasn't won in three and a half years. It felt like he was so close. He was second T to green of right. any player on tour last year. And what were like his chances to actually win? Like, like deep on a Sunday, it's like, oh, Hideki's going to make a run at this. It felt like it never happened. None. No. None. He's a vol. He's a volume guy. He's top tens, and uh, he'll he'll just make a ton of money. That's it, and that's that all. Is, that's all we need. Because otherwise, exactly after this Feinberg pick, team. I don't know who to pick. <laughs> like that's Adam exactly Hadwin, Fein, Feinberg's team from last year. First three rounds: DJ yep. Brooks, Hideki, mm-hmm. Carbon Copy. Jeff is the sharpest guy in golf. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so Skyler, you got Rory. You got Rory Junior. and Big Dick Vic. Who's up next? Oh, we're keeping the Euro train rolling. Uh, I'm going to shout out Rick for giving you the sell job on Burger because I thought you were going to go with Tyrell Hatton, um, and he fell right into my lap here. So Hatton off the board. Yeah, big thanks to Rick for selling Burger, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rick. Because I, I love Hatton. I wanted to take him, actually. So anyway. Yes. I was, thank you, Rick. Sky, how much is Hatton going to play? Is he going to be a full-time player on the PGA Tour? I would guess so. I mean, he only played one. Uh, he played the BMW PGA Championship last year in Europe, and then he came over for the, the race to Dubai final. Those were his only two Euro events he played all year long. So he seems now that he's got that win um, that he's going to make PGA Tour full-time. All right. Mr. Feinberg, it is your pick. You're doing some intense scrolling on that page. I'm trying to think if like there's guys in the rankings that I, I'm kind of overlooking because I don't have. I know who research. you're overlooking, Jeff. I know who you're overlooking. It's good. And I'm probably going to pick exactly who everyone thinks I'm going to pick in the end. Yeah. Billy Billy Horschel. No, I'm pick just I, I'm curious on schedules and COVID and a player with a young family with a wife and baby overseas. Like, what is their schedule? Are they not going to be able to do what they're planning on doing? Lee Westwood. No. <laughs> Sounds like he's going to take Danny Willard here. <laughs> you're going to you're going to spend more time on this pick than Jeff, who didn't even know he was picking. I want to be sharp, but I'm just a pussy. So give me Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood. I'm pathetic. Oh. Buying low. <laughs> Buying low on Tommy. Ben. Who, like, sent out, you see, he tweeted out, like, an apology letter last week. <laughs> That's not great. Ben, For, what, what, what happened to Fleetwood? Well, he would go to Europe 
and he would gain from what I could tell, like 20 strokes on the approach. And then he would come back and I would play him and he wouldn't do that. Uh, why that happened? I don't know, Always. but very, very bad, very expensive. Oh, so Rick, no Fleetwood for you to take here. Were you considering taking Fleetwood? No, See, that's Tom Fleetwood ne- that's my never would have made my team. Rick's going to say so. two names and I'm going to slam this desk like I'm an idiot. Yeah, he's going to take like uh, Ryan Palmer and Matt Kuchar. Uh, no, no, but I mean, this is interesting, right? When you're at the turn, uh, you kind of just have to stash guys, right? You got to just grab what's available because you know, they're not coming back to you. So I feel like at times I'll be the one who's reaching, uh, for guys that I want, uh, in situations. So my, my, my third pick is going to be Harris English. Uh, you want to talk about consistency guy was seventh in strokes gained last year, uh, would have won the Northern trust if DJ didn't blitz everybody and get to 30 under like uh, what we're seeing from Harris, Harris English is good stuff. And then, uh, this might be the reach here. Uh, I'm going to take Will Zalatoris in the fourth. And I think that he is, with the way the, the tour cards worked themselves out this year, um, you know, he would have been one of those top 25 guys who, who came up from the, from the, from the corn ferry. And there's a, a case to be made. He's like a top 30 player in the world. I think he plays a lot. I think he's going to contend a lot. We saw it early in the 2021 season. So I'm just going to stash guys that I like and go English and Zalatoris. Well, Ulrich, there's a bunch of guys who kind of fit the Harris. Harris English was your guy last year, as I recall. I think you ended up drafting him. They didn't get good until like did. the season. They didn't end up having like the really high finishes until the season was over. But and then he ended up winning what the team event to finally kick it off. How sustainable is this? Like, is he a different player now? Like, is he good again? Yeah, I just about took him like uh, over Scheffler, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't quite pull the trigger. Like I said, I'm trying to go for the young upside. But look, Harris English's big issue was it's not talent. It's not lack of talent. It's that he couldn't hit the ball off the tee for like two years. Legitimately, he was just so bad off the tee that the fact he was even making cuts just kind of speaks to how talented a player he is. And so I, I, I like the pick. I think he's like a mini version of Webb Simpson. I think he could even just turn into Webb Simpson. Uh, Rick's right. I mean, he could have easily ended last year with like multiple wins. So he's really good at those like really easy courses. Uh, it's a really good pick because he plays a lot too. So yeah, I, that's probably exactly who I would have gone with there. Wiley, are you a Harris English head in this regard? Like when you see players no. like this, it's all like, it's a lot like Brendan Todd from last year. It's like, oh, Todd's like a new, and then no one believed him. And he was actually pretty good last year. Harris English, Nick Watney, Hudson Swafford. I can never play those three guys ever in addition to uh, a couple more. I don't know. I, I, he's a good pick though. He burned me a million times because he always did well. I just could never pick Harris English. I don't know why. Well, what's the difference right now between their years between like Harris English and Russell Henley? I don't know. I, I, Russell Henley is like mini Fowler to me. I like Russell Henley because of the shell he used to open when he took down Kang. Okay, Russell Henley, Henley can go on these epic runs. He can score, and uh, he's a pretty good putter. I, I, don't, I cannot describe Harris English's game. I can't describe Watney's game, and I can't describe Swafford's game. I just can't. I can't take him. That's a good pick, though. All right, Mr. Feinberg, it is your pick. You've done some deep dive in there. Yeah, I've done a lot of thinking while that was being broken down. Um, I don't know. I feel like everyone could sort of have their own order at this point. Uh, safe to say the best players available are like a Matthew Fitzpatrick, who I think will play a lot, and Adam Scott, who I don't think will play a lot. Um, Louis, who always scores in big events. Do I want Abraham Answer to make a breakout? Yes, but I'm skipping all of these guys. I'm going farther down the board. I'm calling my shot. 
for a guy to get it, be a top 20 player next year. Don't do um, it. it. Joachim Neiman. Fuck. I knew you'd do it. That was who I thought you'd take last pick, Jeff. I was worried. Um, I, I thought it was going to be. Rick I was thought... going to take him. Even when Jeff was talking about ah. another youngster, I knew Zalatoris might have been it, but I was worried Neiman could be that guy. He's very much um, linked yep. to some of these You're... other players. I think he plays You're... a ton. I think we could be on the cusp of a huge year. You're in my head. That's exactly a great pick. Thank you. So, well, I want to kind of go through this then. We have <clears throat> Ben, we'll start with you. I want you to rank these guys. Best next five years. And I'm really putting this on you. Everyone's going to get a shot at this one. We have Zalatoris, Neiman, Wolf, Morikawa, Hovland, and Im. Is there anyone else I should throw into that mix, do you think? Norman Jong. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what so about, you want me to rank them? Yeah, like who, who are the top three to you from that group? Is it the three that we just consider to be the best? Or is someone like... Like where where does Sung Jay rank among those guys? Because everyone forgets Sung Jay is like twenty years old. Yeah, I mean, for me, I would definitely be against the grain. I wouldn't have Morikawa in the top three. Really? I would have Hovland one, Sung Jay two, and Neiman three. Interesting. Wow. Wiley, where Neiman's are you? Twenty two. Wiley, how do you rank like, them? Uh, I think Morikawa is out of that group number one. Uh, Hovland two, and then we can debate the rest. Well, let's, let's I think see. Morikawa was interstellar. I think he's going to have a. I mean, he's already won a major. I think he's going to be multiple majors. Jeff's right. We should throw uh, Scotty Scheffler into this mix too. I think. Love Scotty Scheffler, but I I just think that Morikawa has has a virtually flawless game. My but, one two is like Matt's, and then you can sort of debate them how you want. But I think Morikawa Morikawa and Hovland to me. Will I know Wolf? It's so hard to discredit him well, in uh, any way. Are Wolf um, and Champ in like kind of the same group, where they're either really no, good or they're not good? No, because I've already seen. Despite I've already seen more from Wolf than I have from Champ's Champ. won twice. Uh, the Sanders. I've seen more from Wolf than I have from Champ. In my opinion, in terms of what I think their ceiling could be, that's my opinion. All right, Sky, how do you write them? And uh, who's the Euro guy we should chuck in here? Bobby Mack? Yeah, he'd, he'd probably be um, the, the one guy I'd consider. But he, I think it's more Kawa Hovland, one, one two. Um, but I think the third that no one's brought up is Zalatoris from the Ooh. top three rankings of it. I mean, he would be my third one um, in here. I just, you have to see a putter out of him. We don't have much strokes game putting, you know, numbers from outside of his two or three performances but i think ball striking is probably second to morikawa in there i just need to see a little bit more of that short game and we saw vic go from year one to year two so he would be third for me rick i'm curious to hear yours because no one has put sungjae inside the top three which kind of blows my mind yeah sungjae might be like a, s- a solid three or four i mean i think it's i think it's morikawa one uh i mean his six iron dispersion is essentially like nine iron tour level dispersion like it's unbelievable stuff uh I- i'll 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 stand for for wolf a little bit here at, at number two i think that um i think he's one of the harder guys to model because we saw the maturity of his game uh happen so rapidly like he's getting better and better every single week it's actually hard to keep up with and he has the skill set that in theory um 
it's where the tour is headed, right? It's the, it's the bomber abilities, figuring out the rest of his game. Remember how long it took DJ to figure out his wedges. And once he did, he became a number one player in the world. Like it is, I'm not crowning Matthew Wolf, the next number one player, but like it, it could be something like that. Um, and then, yeah, I think, I think there's a really good conversation to be had about uh, Morikawa and, and Sung JM for the three spots. Sung Jay's so solid. Uh, he showed off the short game at Augusta national. He, he strikes the ball with the best of them and just never seems out of his element, uh, which is, which is interesting. And he's basically going to garner multiple years of experience in a short period of time. Cause he's going to play every single week. Well, the interesting thing with him is like, when you look at overall skills amongst all these guys, he's the most well-rounded. I think, I don't think he does one thing. Mean, he's probably the best short game player of this bunch. He might be the best putter of this bunch too, but it seems like if he lacks or is deficient, any sort of week with driving or on his approaches, he has the ability to make it up somewhere else where the other guys just don't seem to like, if Vic is just having his normal great ball striking week, he could chip himself out of a tournament at some point. He has that. I think all those guys have higher upsides. Like they could go win tournaments by 12 strokes. Yeah. But Sung Jay will constantly be in it. Agreed. But sort of the way we rate these guys, it's almost like you only need a Vic and a Morikawa to bring their A game two, three, five times a year and they'll hit their win quotas and everything's fine. And they're allowed to have shit weeks. Yeah, that, that's interesting. <laughs> Jeff uh, Ulrich, uh, I'll use your full name so you know I'm talking to you. How do you rank them? And what sort of like uh, weird young loser are you going to put at number one? <laughs> no, look, we're talking five years, right? I'm really surprised people are this down on Matt Wolf. The dude finished like runner up in the last two majors. He's He was out driving Bryson at the U.S. Open. I think Rick's dead on. He's got the game that translate to translate over the next five years to dominate. Uh, I, I really do. I would put him at number one. Uh, I think it's really close to more Callahan and him. I think all three of those guys are like, they're just too close to rank. Quite frankly, I kind of agree with Ben a little bit. I would probably be a little bit more down on more than than normal. I think he ran exceedingly hot this year with the putter and around the green for a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think there's that big a difference between him, Hoblin and him. Uh, and then uh, I think the rest of the guys are, are solid, like, you know, four to six that like we mentioned, Zalatoris, Scheffler, Neiman, but, uh, five years, I'm taking Wolf number one, hundred percent. I see. I'm and the sh- weird guy I would put in uh, Hogard, Rasmus Hogard. <laughs> he's not even bad. He's good. <laughs> yeah, nineteen. <laughs> uh, do we still consider Jordan Spieth a young no, man? Hogard. Do you want to rank him? The other, like, there's the eighteen year old. Is that Hogard? No, there's. Uh... Yeah, Ho- Hogard's nineteen. Yeah, he's nineteen, and he's a twin, right? Yes. What about Tom? Yeah. Oh no. Was it was the South Korean guy who was like sixteen and everyone played him? Tom oh. Kim. Tom Kim. Tom Kim. <laughs> Choo <Choo-choo>. Choo. <laughs> trying to see who are the other young guys. How old? Uh, Sky. How old's Higo? Higo's twenty-one. We're Dietrich. Um, Higo. I mean, you have him. Nina Burr. I mean, Dietrich's young. I mean, all of them are pretty young. Robert I mean, McIntyre. Robert McIntyre. Yeah, McIntyre is probably my favorite player. of the bunch. Look at him yeah. at the Open. Yeah. He might sneak into the Masters, too. He's just outside top 50, so if he can get you know hot to start the year, he can get the Masters. He's I mean, a he, he has to patch, pass such luminaries in the world rankings, such as Kevin Streelman and Ricky Fowler, who are basically the same player now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> also, Shez Reevy is in that mix. Uh, Sky, it is your pick, fourth round. You got Rory, Vic, and Hatton with your first three picks. Who are you adding? I promise I didn't come in here just going with the Euro bunch and get our Ryder Cup team rolling. But 
Jeff brought up a good point. I think the the volume concerns, I think the most talented left on the board is Adam Scott, but I, I don't know if I'm able to chalk up 10 events and hope he gets two wins in this spot. I think we saw the, um, you know, kind of rise um, at some of the PGA events right off the restart, specifically at, at uh, Memorial um, with, with Fitzy uh, showing really well. And I think he's going to continue to play more on the calendar year here. Big win in Dubai. So Fitzpatrick will be my fourth pick. Fitzpatrick going on the team. Yeah, it's going to be fun when we look back at the end of the year and all your guys have like three starts apiece. <laughs> yeah, they're just stuck. No vaccine over there. We're just stuck over there with zero starts. I don't know if it's necessarily the vaccine over there. There might be no vaccine down where you guys are. No one wants to come in. I'm not sure. We're gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna settle up here north of the border for a while and see. Just watch from afar, see what happens. Uh, Wiley, you're a man of two nations. Who did Skyler pick? Uh, Who did Skyler pick? Fitzy. Oh, that's a good pick. All right. <laughs> you can't diss that. Bear off would be proud. You got DJ Brooks yeah. and Hideki. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So as you guys have been yammering away, I've been doing some searching to get the background on some injuries. See, I really like Gary Woodland a lot, and I think he's a, a very good play here in terms of guys who could actually win and uh, compete in majors and WGCs. But I'm just looking for reactions now just to see where your eyes are. And that's the disadvantage here. With I can't see Jeff and Pat because like I'd be looking Woodland. at Jeff like to see – yeah, that's I what I'm saying. If Jeff starts to injury. nod, if but Jeff starts to nod, I'm going to pick again, so you don't have to worry about me. I know, no, I just like I'm I'm agreeing that if Jeff starts to nod, then I'd probably take him, right? So I don't know. It's a labrum or something. It seemed bad. It's a torn hip playing. and a back. Yeah, he he can't even. It's he's lost a lot of weight. Uh, but he doesn't need surgery, evidently. But I'll come back to Gary. I didn't I didn't see the reactions I wanted. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a reaction to this one. I'm going to go Fowler. Go okay. ahead. Throw your money away. <laughs> oh, come on. You figured he <laughs> wouldn't get CJ, past El- and Fowler. You figured he wouldn't get past Jeff's next two picks. That's, so you have that's to take the him. thing. Jeff's going to take him. I've got to take him. I mean, you want a guy who's going to, who can at least compete in these big tournaments, WGCs. He may not get them to the Masters, but um, I think he has a comeback year. All right. Jeff Ulrich. You do not get a chance to draft Ricky Fowler. So who are you taking? He's yeah. got to take Louie. I now. mean, look, uh, thank you, Wiley, for saving me because like, I was actually considering him here, and I really just don't need another year of Ricky Fowler. So <laughs> um, I'm going to take the – I'm just going to take some some consistent money here. I'm going to take Abraham Answer again. I took him last year, super consistent. Uh, again, just a player who just – his skill set translates to a lot of different courses – Plays a lot. He's in the top 50. He's in all the WGCs, you know. Uh, I just like his game, quite frankly. He's super steady. Uh, it, it's very much like a, again, you could say it's a poor man's Harris English. He might even outperform Harris English, though, because I, I think he's that type of player. So I'm going to take Abraham Mouncer. All right, that goes back to me. My team is Justin Thomas, Sung J.M., and Daniel Berger. You know, sometimes you just have feelings about players, Jeff. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be a year for this guy because he was so close. Like, you look, like, statistically – towards the back half of last year. He feels like he's in a good oh, place. I think I know who it is. I'm taking Bubba Watson. Ooh. We're like two years. Ooh, I was going to like it. It's like every two years he has a mm. gigantic year. He's going to play his like happy spots. And he was really good last yeah. year. He just couldn't make a putt to save his life. He was really good. And it seems like he has um, 
as I spoke to you about a couple of times, as his resurgence was starting, like statistically, and people were taking notice, Corona or through all of that, he was just like this happy guy on the internet, like in this RV with his family. It seems like golf is just a thing he does now. And it doesn't like, um, I don't know. He just seems like a way happier guy. And I, I, I am on board with Bubba having, getting back in the winner's circle in 2021. It feels like it's coming. I was shocked just based. I mean, Rick, you ran a lot of these numbers. Like how well did Bubba end up rating out towards like the second half of the season? Like there was a reason that he was up there in odds by the time the masters came around. And it wasn't just because it was the masters. Yeah, I, he was great from tee to green, right? And and that's that's really the thing. He was he was back. Um, you know, he was like top three for a bunch of events where he was uh, uh, in in the on the leaderboard in, in strokes gained tee to green, which is phenomenal stuff. The 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 good news is he's going to play TPC River Highlands. He's going to be at Augusta. He's going to be uh, at Genesis, right? He's going to be at his happy places. And if he can roll anything, like I, I'm kind of of the mind that he's lost the putter, right? Which I guess. Uh, to, to counter to counterbalance that I would have said Sergio lost the putter too and he figured out a way to get it done at Sanderson but like he's so bad especially compared to everybody else and even like looking at the eye test the guy doesn't come within like 12 inches of the cup sometimes like it's it's really bad so I mean if he can figure it out for a week or two um I think it's great I think he's one of the another one of these pretty volatile plays yeah just my thinking behind it too is that if he's hitting his irons as well as he is that event just I, twice a year like you said he needs to run not even hot with the putter. He needs to run not a disaster with the putter at some of these places, and he's going to be fine. So, Ben, you have one. You have two picks in a row, but to end the first part of this show, you will make your fourth pick with John Rom, Patrick Cantley, and Tony Finau. It's a good squad. Who are you going with next? I'm going with Adam Scott. Uh, I know he's not going to play a lot, but when he plays, he's good. He's consistent. He gets in the big-time tournaments, so you can make up volume with money. Uh, when you're getting WGCs and, and whatnot, I was stunned at how long of a layoff he took before the PGA. I'm not sure it'll be like that. Uh, so I'll go with him and I'll just kind of keep the, I would love to get some of these young guns, but they're just not available. I'm trying not to force that. Yeah, but you have like, you do have three young guns in Rom, Cantley, and Finau. Yeah, well, I got the, the, yeah, they're established though, but like I want to reach for some creative people, but that'll be on the next half. All right, so that was part one of the golf draft. Once again, become a member at FantasyNational.com at FantasyNational.com slash mail to get yourself the 20% off and play in the Fantasy Golf Championships, the race for the Mayo Cup. There's $300,000 guaranteed. That's probably more important to you. But FantasyGolfChampionship.com. Go register now before it is too late and it is full. So I just recommend you just go do it right now, and then you can figure it out later. Five max entry, $100 to play. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.